Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode 136 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I am your host, Jack Rico, and if this is your first time listening, this is a Latinx pop culture show where I talk with actors, musicians, thought leaders, and journalists about how Latinx culture is influencing mainstream entertainment. Well, on this week's episode, I talked to actor, singer, producer Jaime Camil about his new bilingual movie, Pildoras de Mi Novio. It's out in theaters right now. Uh, We got a chance to discuss the growing trend of bilingual and bicultural movies, his thoughts on why Jane the Virgin was successful with white audiences, and if we reach the turning point in Hollywood viewing Hispanic actors as legitimate stars. One thing you should know, by the way, is that Jaime thought I was a white journalist because of my American accent and was defensive about my line of questioning on his cultural transition from Spanish language work to English language work. Things got a bit testy at one point where I had to stress that I was a Latino and not a white American. Um, Go ahead and give it a listen. But before I talk to Jaime Camil, it's time I give you my weekly pop culture news recap in a segment I like to call Jacked It. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Jurassic World 3 will be called Jurassic World Dominion. Film and stage actor Anthony Ramos will join Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's Rachel Brosnahan in the upcoming comedic sci-fi film Distant. Chris Evans in early talks to co-star in Little Shop of Horrors from Warner Brothers. And Best Picture Oscar winner Parasite will be going to Hulu April 8th. In TV news, Spanish language network Univision has been sold to an investment firm and another white man will become its new CEO. Macaulay Culkin will join the new season of American Horror Story. Actress Krista Rodriguez to play Liza Minnelli in new Netflix series Halston. Castle Rock's Ruby Cruz has been cast as one of the leads in the CW's TV remake of the film The Lost Boys, and Disney has a new CEO. Switching over to music, Bad Bunny and Sack perform in Spanish on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Jay Balvin has plans to become the first reggaeton billionaire. The Jennifer Lopez and Shakira Super Bowl halftime drew more than 1,000 FCC complaints for being too sexy, and multicultural podcast network Revolver has signed a partnership deal with iHeartRadio. And in tech and social media news, Latinx digital media company Me Too has been bought by Go Digital Media Group. Spotify has dethroned Pandora as the most popular music streaming service in the US. Apple is reportedly releasing a new iPad Pro later this year, and Instagram adds direct messaging on Windows 10. I can tell you're coming from a waterbed. May I suggest something? Do you even work here? I'm the owner. I met someone, se llama Hank. Es como si un rayo me hubiera partido en dos. It's remarkable that someone has achieved this level of success with meds. 
Jaime Camil, welcome to the Highly Relevant Podcast. Oh my God, I love the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'm kidding, I've never heard it, but I but the name, <laughs> but the name's amazing. I'm, I'm digging the name. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, and, and I'm appreciating this film. It's a bilingual film, right? Las Pildoras de Mi Novio, My Boyfriend's yeah, Meds. Las Pildoras de Mi Novio, pero es importante. People should know that the, My Boyfriend's Meds is it's not in the poster. <laughs> so so if you don't speak Spanish, just look for the poster that, that, that will read to you Las Pildoras de Mi Novio. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and then you'll be in the right theater. <laughs> that is hilarious. So um, you're promoting a new movie, which you are an executive producer to. You also co-star in it with Sandra Echeverria. Correct. And um, this seems to be like a bilingual film that's not specifically made for Spanish language audiences, but for bilingual audiences. Tell me about your character. Tell me about the premise of the film. And sure. then if you can tell me about your behind the scenes role of how this whole thing came together. Of course, man. Well, first of all, that, that's how we live life. Us, us immigrants living in this country, when we talk to our Latino friends, we just speak in English. I mean, Spanish. And then we turn to our coworkers or our gabachos friends mm-hmm. and we speak to them. We speak to them in English in the most organic and natural way which is exactly uh, what we want to do in the film, right? So it's not, it's not like, oh, we are strategically speaking in English and Spanish because we want to we wanna target both markets. No, it's just how life works for us immigrants living in this country. That, that's how we roll, basically. Um, the, the movie was uh, written by Randy Mayhem Singer and Gary Marks, who wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. So, of course, the backbone of the story is super solid, and it's, it's a very well-written uh, st- story. And then we invited Diego Kaplan, the Argentinian director who mm-hmm. directed who directed Dos Mas Dos, a very funny movie and very successful in Argentina. And then we were very privileged to have like a dream cast. We have Brian Baumgartner, Jason Alexander, Brooke Shields, James Maslow on the on the US side and, and on the Latino side. We have obviously Sandra Echeverria, and then we have Daniel Tobar, Pamela Almanza, Juan Soler. So we were very lucky to, to have this amazing, amazing cast with us. And, you know, being the producer, I think I've always produced my projects, but now I'm finally getting the the official credit <laughs> in the movie because, you know, you're always trying to fix things. And, and you know, I, I have a lot of friends in the business and, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to, like, help get the project done or, or negotiate the contract. And, I've, and I have never received the, uh, the, the official title, but now... I've decided because I, I do invest myself a lot in the um, as, as a producer to have the the official title. I understand that this is a project for you that seems to be very close to you, something that you wanted to be involved in and invest and commit to. How did this project come in? Did it come to you as an actor first or was it an idea that you kind of just came up with with friends over dinner and says, let's do a movie like this? How does it work? So the, the script was there. It was in English. It was an English script. And I love that I had the script for over th- maybe four years now. And I've always wanted to do it, but I didn't have the time because Jane the Virgin was, you know, was very consuming. So, so I couldn't find the time to do it. And finally, uh, you know, Pantelion Films and my, my producing partners, which is uh, Ben Silverman and Jay Waislayer, we finally saw an opening on, on, uh, in the agenda and, 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 and we went for it. And we finally did it, and and you know it was amazing. Thank God, all the all the pieces of the puzzle came together very organically, and we finally shot it like a, a little over a year ago. And now finally, finally, we're promoting the the premiere of the film, which will be February twenty first, all, all across the U.S. I don't see movies like this um, 
commonly placed in theaters. Uh, these, these types of movies are either esoteric, they're either specialized Correct. movies, uh, and the only real time I've seen movies like this is when Eugenio Derbez has done it, and I, he's I had a lot of success from that. Um, is this a new trend coming out of Eugenio Derbez opening the gates for these types of films to see white American stars and Latino top stars come together in a single movie to be able to kind of almost create a universal <laughs> film? Yeah, well, I think that la, the, 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 la maquila, how do you say that? The, the manufacturing of the, la, manufa mm -hmm. la manufactura de la película. Uh, it's it's very international, you know. The situational comedy is a it's a type of comedy that everybody gets, no matter if you're from Turkey, Mexico, or the U.S. It doesn't matter. Like you you get, I believe you get good comedy regardless of the of the language if it's if it's well done and well written. So uh, so yeah, but Eugenio Derbez without a doubt kicked the door open for us and for this uh, type of films, and also Pantelion and also Omar Chaparro. You know, Omar Chaparro is doing the same thing. And we are backed up by a great studio, Pantelion mm -hmm. Films, who really understands these, uh, you know, this this concept and 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 this this format of films. So <clears throat> thank God we have we have a lot of support, and and this this type of, of films are are becoming to are, are becoming very trendy. Now, why do you think that this concept of a film exists in cinema, but not in television? Telemundo and Univision do not do bilingual projects. And if you... Oh, because it's not their market. Those companies go cater only to the U.S. Hispanics. They, they don't they don't cater to the mainstream market. And sometimes they, they will have a character, let's say like a cop or an FBI agent, you know, helping uh, investigate the murder of the of the novella or mm -hmm. la villana or whatever. And, right. And so once in a while, but, but I believe it's, it's because those networks are, are, they know exactly what is their market. And, and I think they, they are very aware that they only cater to the U.S. Hispanic market. I remember you from back in 2001 when you uh, were a singer and uh, you had your first album. Um, wow. And I've seen you mostly in my life that, that, that I remember watching and being aware of television uh -huh. and music is you being a pop star actor in the Spanish language market. When Correct. you crossed over and in Jane the Virgin and specifically, it's kind of when you kind of came into the mainstream consciousness uh, yeah. of America. How did that change you? Was that a, a, a very surreal moment for you? Did you feel uncomfortable dealing with people that don't speak your language? Think differently mm -hmm. from where you grew up in Mexico and yeah. has a whole different vibe. The belonging factor, was that difficult yeah. for you to assimilate to a culture of people that are pretty much a tight knit clique? Yeah, no, with no problem. I, I adjust very easily to, to, uh, to, to the environment. I'm, I'm, I, I really, really adapt. Uh, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't new. I, I didn't feel like a fish out of water uh, because Why I, is that? I do. Because I love doing films and I love doing television and no matter in which part of the world I'm doing that, I'm always going to be happy because that's that's my profession. That's my craft. I love doing that. I think the only difference between Mexico and the U.S. is the budget. But, you know, the lingo, the cameras, the lights, the the the, the terminology, you know, we're the same. It's the same in, in every single movie set or every single TV set. Um, and, and, and I, well, at least my personality, I adapt very easily mm. into whichever situation I'm, I'm, I'm thrown into. Um, m many, perhaps some of my colleagues might find it a little bit more challenging or whatever, but I, my personality, 
I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I adapt very easily. Recently in the Super Bowl halftime, um, there was a country singer that made a comment about Shakira where he goes, you know, I'm going to have to get a translator because I don't know what Shakira is saying in Spanish. She should really say it in English. He ended up getting a big <laughs> backlash from it. Which you would you you would think people are a bit more intelligent, right? <laughs> yeah, especially but, uh, when they're but, music but, stars. But, but yeah, exactly. But then again, if someone, you know, in the political environment we're living, they they are only catering to uh to the to an audience of one, usually right. uh, these people. So it's it's good. It's cool. You know, they 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 have to, and you know, it's horrible because uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, how can I say this? Uh, you know. <laughs> People that are have not had the privilege of of traveling and getting to know other cultures, you know, they 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 uh, protect themselves within their ignorance. Mm-hmm. So so it's very it's very it's very frightening to to walk if you haven't you know the knowledge of a of a of a of a grain of rice. It's it's imagine <laughs> imagine jumping out of that. If you jump out of that. The world is overwhelming, man. Over fucking whelming. So it's it it gets really it gets it gets really frightening when you go outside of your comfort zone. So the only thing mm-hmm. you can do is is retract back to your to your knowledge, to your very limited knowledge that you have of the world, and just sit there very comfortably. And of course, uh, surround yourself with people that 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 think like you. Right. You have a president that reinforces these notions as well. And it yeah. brings me back to Jane the Virgin. Well, but 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 they don't see it as such. They they don't see it like that. They they just they, they don't they don't have the uh, the ability of, of seeing what the phrase you just used, they don't they don't see it like that. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you know, I love that he's honest, I love that he speaks his mind. But he's like, yeah, but but his mind is toxic. Right. But, but they, but they, <laughs> exactly. But, but they but they don't see it as, as that. They they just they just they just unfortunately you have to have a lot of uh, como se dice esto. Um, oh my god, let me see if I can find the word. Uh, uh, como se dice tolerancia. You have to uh-huh. you you need to have a lot of tolerance to for, for and, and 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 you know understanding that that this that you know poor guys they they don't know better. I mean they they don't know anything outside of their bubble. So, and, and coming out of their bubble is very frightening. So how do you then explain the success of Jane the Virgin in an America that is the way it is now? The demographics, the Jane the Virgin appeals to a, to a younger audience. And, and the younger you are, the, the more wor- worldly you, you are and the more you know about the world and about diversity and about acceptance and about the LGBTQ community and, and, and you know, embracing other cultures you know, uh, there was a, I don't know if it was a Time magazine cover or something that, that showed our world like full of like carbon dioxide and rottening. And then, and then th- that is like a, like an eggshell that is breaking. And mm-hmm. then you have a beautiful green and blue world emerging from that, from that rotten shell. And it says the new generations, th- thanks to new generations, our, our planet has a chance. Right. So, so new generations, the CW caters to younger demographics, and younger demographics are a little bit more aware of 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 the concepts like empathy, mm-hmm. like moral, like moral compass, like 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 ethic. You know, like ethics. So, you have the Super Bowl halftime with Shakira and J Lo. You have on Netflix the expanding universe of Ashley Garcia that's coming up with Giancarlo's Canella uh, yeah. and Paulina Garcia. 
Uh, you're going to be in a new CBS show, uh, from what I understand, from with Jennifer yeah. uh, um, Snyder, her, correct? Yeah, Jenny Snyder is my my showrunner from Jane, and she's a good friend of mine. So we we partner up and we are co-producing this new uh, 30 minute sitcom with uh, for CBS, along with Ben Silverman and Alex Hirschlag, who, who was who is responsible for for Will and Grace. Uh, so the team behind it is amazing, and we were very lucky and, and honored to have the an, an air date finally, April second. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be we're gonna be on CBS on Thursday nights, and it's a very powerful uh, comedy block for CBS because they have Young Sheldon, Man with a Plan, Mom, and ourselves with Broke. Right. So now so, you have all of these new shows, uh, people, more Latino actors being hired. You're a great representative and a proxy for this new movement of Hollywood Thanks. accepting um, these new top-notch stars from the Latin market, but they're like new and fresh faces uh, coming into the mainstream market. Do you yeah. think that that's here to stay, or is this just a fad that is coming and going? It has to do with what you have to offer. Again, I think that the factors, I th- again, I think very respectfully that you are concentrating on the wrong fact. You are focusing on the wrong factors. Like, the fact that I'm from Mexico or that I speak with an accent should have nothing to do with the talent I bring on the screen. And I totally to, to agree screen. with you, Jaime, but I th- also think that you might be misunderstanding me uh, where I'm nitpicking Probably, at that. Yes, yes. W- what I think, I'm, and see if I can clarify a little bit better. Uh, I, I, I myself am, am a Hispanic. Uh, I was born, my parents, I was born in New York, but my mom and dad from, are from Colombia, Barranquilla. So I'm bilingual. Uh, I've, I can't be more bilingual than I am. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. I worked at Univision um, as in, in the newsroom, and I oh, spoke Spanish no, for that, eight oh, straight years, that's right? That's a, whole, that's a whole different beast. You're yeah, going it through. is. We have to sit down and drink a coffee and talk about <laughs> that in depth because that's another whole universe. So, like, like, so, so what yeah. happens is I've been studying for the last 20 years the difficulty of making the transition from Spanish to English because Correct. you have gatekeepers and ambassadors that are not comfortable with a foreign language or an accent or anything. Today, it just seems like those doors are slowly fading away. Yeah. And I think all of us as Hispanics in this country, I mean, why do you think JLo and Shakira were so adamant about making this a universal moment that Hispanics can bring the same level of excitement to America's top uh, entertainment space as the Super Bowl halftime show, yeah, but yeah. but but we're all a little neurotic. We're all a little uh, scared and almost abused by the fact that. Yeah. Well, is this just a moment in time, or is this real? No, this is definitely uh, the result of years and years and years of paving the road of many people behind us, even Desi Arnaz, even back back to the days of Desi Arnaz, and and many many entertainers and activists that have been paving the road to this moment. Yeah, it has been a freaking slow slow journey. Right. I mean, it has extremely slow. It, it could have been faster for sure. But 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 we are taking the journey. And thanks to that, and thanks to all the sacrifices of many activists and, and other Latin American uh, uh, artists, mm-hmm. we had we had that halftime, at the, that, that Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, that This is why I'm leading that, and I'm the number one on the call sheet on, on, on the CBS, uh, on a CBS uh, the mainstream media primetime uh, sitcom, 30-minute sitcom. Which is a huge achievement. But you know what I think? 
Ah, this, I, I, I'll try, if I get stuck, I'll try to tell you in, in Spanish, uh -huh. uh, porque soy mucho más elocuente en español. No, pero tranquilo, tranquilo. Es como nos preguntan de nuestros hijos, que dicen, oye, ¿cómo le dices a tu hijo los diferentes colores de piel y culturas? Y la respuesta es, no les decimos. O sea, no, mm. no hay una diferencia. Para nosotros, cuando educamos a nuestros hijos, él es John, Jack and Judy. It's not the Asian American Judy or the African American Jack. No, es viene de, de quizá somos un poco uh, clules, mi esposa y yo. Eh, algunas personas podrían decir que inclusive maybe we're looking away, but, but in, in our mind, what we're doing is we are educating our kids without the concept of prejudice. Or That's racist. a beautiful thing because that doesn't or, really happen in America that much. No, no, it doesn't. So I think that the more we have this kind of interaction with our kids and the more we explain to them that we are all humans and it's not about this, the color of your, of your skin or, or where you come from or the, or the language you speak, I think that that's going to, hopefully, that's going to start to disappear. Of course, we're not even near that que eso pase, ¿no? Mm -hmm. Pero, pero that's at least, at least that's that's our our hope, what right. we hope for. Um, and changing topics really quick before we wrap up, yeah. this has to be one of the greatest moments that you're going through right now in your career. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. But I, you know, without a doubt, it's incredible, super exciting, having a CBS show, launching a, a mainstream movie. Uh, I mean, it's, it is amazing. But uh, you know, I also now. Uh, 46 years old. Now, now my achievements have to do with my family, with my kids, with my wife, you know, finding projects that will, that will uh, give me time to interact with them, to be a good father. My, my wife and I, we don't have nannies. We are very committed parents. So, so that's what really, what life is really about, <laughs> to be honest. So what is, what is the ultimate goal now? I guess in this second act of your life, what is it that you want to accomplish that you maybe never got a chance to in the last 20 to 30 years? Well, that's something that changes with, with age as well. I, I want to accomplish nothing. I want to live the now. I want to live like in, in a very mindfulness kind of way. Like I'm here now, I'm doing the CBS sitcom. I'm going to do every single episode with love, with respect, with uh, for, for the audience, for myself, of course. Um, just, just live the now because, you know, the future is so uncertain. Mm -hmm. and, and, we had, and we had a very clear example uh, a couple of days ago with the unfortunate accident of of, of kobe bryant mm -hmm. we i think i think uh, you know the, the future is so uncertain man that that just just leave the now and, and whatever the now gives you and presents to you just embrace it and develop it and and, and with love and and with uh sabes o sea entregate en todo lo que hagas entregate con pasión Haz, haz un show de televisión como si fuera el último de tu vida. <risa> yeah. súbete, al, súbete al escenario como si fuera la última vez que lo vas a hacer. O sea, live your life, but live it now because it's, it's you know, no podemos, we cannot be wasting time with the past or with a, with a future that we don't even know if it's going to be there. Well, the name of the movie is called Píldoras de Mi Novio. It comes out February 21st and it stars Jaime Camil, Sandra Echeverria, and a great cast that includes Brooke Shields and Jason Alexander. Jaime Camil, thank you so much for being on the Highly Relevant Podcast. Hermanito, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Really, really, I really enjoy myself. Thank you so much. And before I wrap up here, here are three land tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend.
si me dice que sí. Rick Farruco Camilo. Más, Fer Casillas, Jonah Camacho. Si tú quieres, y si me pierdo en el intento, por ser un loco en el desierto. Loco en el desierto, conociendo Rusia. That's it for episode 136 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Jaime Camil for dropping by the show. And if you like to support this podcast, please spread the love on social media and tell all your friends about it. You can reach me on Instagram at Jack Rico and my Facebook page at Jack Rico 40. Remember, it's only through your support that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.